everybody, this is the Man's Mad Film Review. I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. Are you ready to party with my friends, Tom and Joe? Here they are. Here's your host, Tom and Joe. And Joe, we're back. We are back. Episode number five. Number five is alive. Five is alive. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, we got an exciting one this week. It's Commando, our first Arnold Schwarzenegger film. This is very exciting. This is very exciting. Yeah, it's, it's a, a 1985 classic. I, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Let's jump right into it. Let's talk about what we've recently seen. What have you seen lately, Joe? I finally saw Don't Breathe. What do you um, think? Pretty cool, except, I mean, obviously people have seen the movie, so I'm not really going to spoil anything here. I did not like the fact that at one point she actually escaped the house, landed up in that car, getting attacked by the dog, all really? Cujo style. And then, boom, of course he's going to appear because he can hear the dog, right? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, fucking now we're back in the house. That's the only part I didn't like in the movie. The rest the, of it was I thought great. the dog attack on the car was freaking intense as hell. Well, it's, it's intense, but it's it's just to the point of like, fuck, yeah, you just made it out. Now you're trapped in the car, and now he's back to pull you back in. I yeah, don't know. I, I disagree. I thought that was it was effective all the way through. The biggest problem I had with the movie, which isn't really a big problem, was... I didn't like the whole twist that he was like, you know. Yeah, that was a little cheesy. Yeah, I don't, I don't he, know if we should still, spoil that. You know, he might still be out there. Who knows? I think just being that he was nuts from all this was good enough, but they had to put a little kind of twist in there. And I won't spoil that part because that's kind of a big twist in the movie. But it gives a new name and a test tube, baby. Yes, yes. <laughs> the, his motives are kind of. I don't know. I was kind of like, okay. But, but but he's literally a serial killer or not? Or he just went off because these guys broke into his house? Well, yeah, because he was originally labeled that he was a serial killer, but watching the movie, he really wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah. He was just protecting his house from yeah. some invaders Yeah, for the most part. But I, I would definitely recommend the movie. It's it's pretty tense. It's a good thrill. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. A, I mean, Hell of a thrill ride. The director is really good. I, I really like the Evil Dead remake. And I, I was at that... I expected it to be a little bit gore, you know, a little more yeah. gore. Um, yeah, he said especially that. Especially Evil Dead, yeah. and that, I was really surprised. And he said that. It's like he wanted to do a movie that was more tense and not as much gore as Evil Dead, because Evil Dead was just like ridiculously over the top with blood. So Well, it worked. Yeah. It was a fun movie. I enjoyed it. Well-crafted. Yeah, and I've... You seen anything else, or...? Um, no, that is it. I've seen a couple movies. Uh, first of all, I saw a Clown. Have you heard of this movie? I have. Did you see it? I have not. I've seen the trailer. I liked it. Is this the one where he puts on the clown yes. costume and then it becomes him for the yes. most part? He can't take it off? Yes. Okay. I highly recommend this one. I really liked it. Okay, cool. It was kind of like what would may- maybe be like a feature-length Tales from the Crypt thing. It's not funny at all, but it's kind of like that where it's kind of a simple premise. Sure. But, and I don't want to spoil too much, but it's it's a dark movie. Okay. I, I really enjoyed it. It was by the director of the new Spider-Man movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Watching this, I'm kind of like, this couldn't be what got him the Spider-Man role because there's like kids getting killed in this movie. Oh yeah, that's not it's, good. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's really good. It's it's kind of a sus- suspenseful, tense movie and I really enjoyed it. So That's cool. I'll have to check it out. I saw Eli Roth's name attached and that kind of made me think, oh, it's going to suck. He's executive producer, yeah. right, on it? Okay. Fortunately, he had nothing to do with it besides for putting his name on it. Okay, so. that's good. Eli Roth is one of those guys that I've like, I think he has a lot of promise, but never really does. And that's all, that's available on video now, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. It kind of sat around for a while because, like I said, the subject matter can be a little. Uh, I don't know what the word you'd use for, but it's it's just a disturbing. When, when it, when it, well, Anything yeah. Whenever clowns and whenever children. kids are getting killed in any, that just doesn't happen anymore. No, no. It's kind of a taboo thing. That's what I'm kind of looking for. That's okay. that is pretty creepy but yeah it, it was effective i really enjoyed it it's definitely one to rent and the other movie i saw was rob zombie's new movie 31 that also involves some clowns yes you know i is the is the sexy clown sexy 
<laughs> I have to ask. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, Rob Zombie is kind of similar to Eli Roth to me. It's like, I really, he has good intentions, and I think he loves the horror genre and puts a lot of effort into it. But I just think that at the, his movies fall a little flat. I think Devil's Rejects was one that I really liked. And everything else that he's done has been kind of a miss for me. The Halloween movies I thought were, were not very good. I, I never really got into the yeah. remakes. Yeah, I think the problem, I, I was talking to a friend, Dan, he's a fan a friend of the show, and he, he was at the movie last night too, and I said the same thing. It's like Rob Zombie just always seems to really, he has great ideas, but his dialogue always lets him down. His dialogue is this way too redneck kind of thing. It's way too graphic. And I know it's, I don't mind swearing and stuff like that, but it's, it's, it just doesn't seem real. Sure. And right. most of the characters in the movies aren't likable. Yeah. Right. The characters aren't very likable. No. And it, that's kind of the problem. And it's like, I keep saying to Dan, it's like, I, I think Rob Zombie has a great horror movie in him. He just hasn't done it yet. Hasn't done it. And everyone I've seen has been kind of like, has elements, but just kind of falls a little flat. Yeah. So I can agree with that. And you know, every I saw the last one he did was before Lords of Salem, which I thought was awful. But this one, again, had some redeeming parts, so I'm kind of like, I'll be there for the next one, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't give this one a huge recommendation, but, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll show up for the next one. And if you like Rob Zombie, you'll enjoy this. He's kind of got a built-in audience. And right. It's like, if you like his last movie, you'll like his next one. Yeah, I remember I remember seeing Halloween 2 yeah. in, in the theater, and I'm sitting there uh, when they're pulling that lady's fingernails off and, and trying to re-stitch her up and stuff. And I'm like, well, why am I sitting here watching this? Yeah. It's just like it's. It, he almost takes it almost too far. Yeah, he to the point know, where you're just kind of like, ah, oh, shit. Well, this I don't movie even enjoy watching this. Yeah, this movie was kind of like a horror version of The Running Man. Really? Because it was kind of like they're introducing new killers, and every time the people have to survive. Okay. So it's kind of like that. Obviously, way weirder than <laughs> The well, Running sure. Man. But the guy they have, the main bad guy in it, is really good. I'll, I'll give you that. He's very menacing and scary. So, problem was he was in the beginning of the movie and kind of the end of the movie, and oh. he should have been in it more. But. Yeah, I mean, it's worth seeing if you like you know Rob Zombie movies, obviously. But right. again, if you like Rob Zombie movies, you're going to see it anyways. So I wouldn't say this will sway you to his side if you haven't liked his other films. Right. That's yeah. basically what I'd say for the review. But I'm not mad I saw it. I'll put it that no, way. No, no. And I'll show up for the next one, like I said. And, and I swear to God, in Devil's Rejects, they actually killed somebody. <laughs> Getting hit by that semi. I mean, that that was intense as all hell. But damn, I mean... you. You fooled me. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was trickery. his best movie. And I thought, after seeing that, I thought everything was going to be really good for him. And I've really been disappointed by everything he's done since then. <laughs> That's one that has the ending where they're just getting destroyed by bullets, right? Yeah. Um, what's the song that's playing? Boy. God, what was that, Free? You got me on that one. I can't it's been, it's been a while, so. But anyways, yeah. I'd say I'd give it a mild recommendation. But, yeah. So, and nothing else, Joe? That's all you've seen? That's it. Yeah, because it's... Yeah, I haven't seen much either besides for those two. Let's move on to our top five for this week then. Top five. Are you ready? Yes. What's the, the top, top what's the top? The top five is the five worst disturbing things that have happened to you while going to the movies. And this is not the actual movie itself, probably. So. No, this is just um outside events, factors. Yes. That have taken place while you were trying to enjoy a movie. Yes. So Tom, we'll start with you. Okay, well... What's your number five? The, the first one I was when I went to see The Rocketeer. Were you, did you see this together? Yes. And that theater just smelled like piss. <laughs> yes, yes, it I did. I swear that somebody took a... You remember this specifically? It, it it almost smelled as if somebody submerged the carpet in Yeah. 
I really enjoyed the movie, and we were like, this is a really good movie, but damn, it smells like piss in here. It was like, it was really distracting. What what theater was that? That was Point. Was that Point? Yeah, because we're like, the Point, this is like the nicest theater in town. Why does it smell like piss? Maybe somebody came in there beforehand and just pissed all over the place. Yeah, but that was just really, really not a good experience. I mean, the movie was enjoyable, but it's like, that was really a detraction. That is, that is disgusting. Yeah. You, you remember it, so. Yeah. All right, what was your number five? Uh, Number five. Um, would definitely have to be the time when I'm sitting watching probably, God, which one was it? Scream 3, I think Scream it was. Scream 3, okay. So you just have to imagine this. You're sitting in a dark movie theater, right? And you feel something tickling in the back of your throat. <laughs> and I thought maybe it was just like a kernel or something, right? So I, I started gagging, obviously. So I, I reached my finger in there and started pulling out this gigantic hair. And it's just coming, it won't stop coming out, you know? It's just kernel after kernel after kernel, and I'm gagging. I mean, this thing, it was huge. It was like uh, I pulled a foot-long hair out of my mouth. And I was just, I felt so, like, violated. You know, I, I wanted to cry. You know, you're sitting there in a packed theater, and, and you almost threw up because some lady <laughs> must have, like, been cooking the popcorn, her hair falls off in the butter, and and it just gets, you know... Heat it up and boom, pop, 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 pop secret, motherfucker. Guess what? You just you, ate my hair. Are you sure you didn't order that or pay? No, for I that? did not. I, like but I remember walking out of the movie theater right away, and I, I handed in the bucket, and the lady's like, "Oh, what's the matter, sir?" I'm like, "Oh, there's hair in here. Can I just get my money back?" Oh, would you like a refill? I'm like, "No, no, just refund, please." This reminds me of your your uh, Perkins story of eating pie, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a, that's for another. Time. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Sounds vaguely suspicious. Yeah, that's disgusting. Oh, it's terrible. Well, it's the, my next number four actually involves P again, so I'm sorry there's two, two in a row, but I went to see Broken Arrow at the Market Square Cinema on the second, second showing of that, and my second time I saw it. And I was there with a couple friends, and one of them was sitting like two seats away from me, and I heard some strange noise, and I looked over, and he had his penis out, and he was peeing into a cup. <laughs> Because Fantastic. my two friends that I'd brought along, I won't name them, you know, but they were drinking beer before we went into this movie, and he just didn't want to get up and go to the bathroom. So he's sitting there with his wang out, <laughs> peeing in the theater. I'm like, whoa! That had to smell just fantastic. Yeah, well, it wasn't the smell. It was just kind of like, there's a guy pissing right next to me. I'm like, okay. I have to ask, what did he do with the piss after he filled up the cup? Yeah, you know, I didn't really pay attention. I, I kept my... Eyes focused on the screen after that. I just saw what was going on. I'm like, yeah, that's all I need to know. That's awesome. At least he didn't. I think I moved a couple seats away. So roll it down the aisle. They were also doing chew at that time too, so it was double disgusting. Oh, maybe he was spitting into that thing too. I don't know. Ah. Yeah, that that not a pleasant experience. That's really pissy. Yes. (laughs) I was pissed off. Right. Okay. The last one I have that involves pee. I promise. Okay. That's that's a good thing. Yes. Joe, what do you got for number four? Number four. So. I'm partying on a Saturday night and probably party too hard. So I wake up Sunday with a hangover, clean up after the party, and I decided it would be a good good idea to go to the movie theater, right? Yeah. So I go to the movie uh, to see Hulk. And this is back in 2003, that version, the shitty version, <laughs> the right? The shitty one. So I, I go in the theater. I ordered a popcorn. I don't even know why because um, I didn't. I think I had a kernel of it. That was it. I'm sitting in the back row. It's dark. I'm the only one in the movie theater, the only one. And this asshole walks into the theater just as the final preview is wrapping up, right? And he's just like, 
kind of walking slow, staring around, like figuring out where where should I sit? Where should I sit? There's no fucking buddy in the theater. All the seats are available. I'm the only guy in the back row, and this guy is just taking his time climbing up the stairs, and he and he keeps approaching me and approaching, and I'm like, this isn't happening. And the ass clown sits right next to me. And I literally stood up, looked at him, and just said, really? And walked all the way down to maybe the front of the theater, sat down, and proceeded to watch an awful movie. But who does that? I thought this was going to be like my story where he sat down to you and his penis came out. No. No, I mean... Good God. Well, hello. Hello there. Ah. Yeah. No, I just, I didn't understand it because it's like, there's nobody here. Why would you have to sit by the only person? The Similar thing happened to me in college when I was sitting in like a, a lecture hall, like before class and I was just studying. Yeah. I was like, I was the only one there. A guy comes in, it's like right in front of me. I'm like, seriously? Yeah. There's I, like 40 rows and he sits right in front of me. I, th- yeah. I think in our uh, psychology class in college, um, they explain that people like to be close to people, but not that close. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm I'm one of the few that just um, doesn't like company, I yeah. guess, you know, especially in a dark theater. But adios, motherfucker. I like to sit as far away from people as possible. Uh, and another thing that bugs me before we continue on to three <laughs> is that very same thing that you mentioned, people sitting in front of you. Yeah. Especially when there's seats all over the place. Like, yeah. don't sit in front of me, please. I know. Come on. Uh, now I have to deal with your fucking pubic head hair bullshit. Because <laughs> normally the person sits in front of you has it's a gigantic set of hair and yes. it's just like, come on. It's a six foot seven guy. Yes. It's like, and, and they smell, they don't wear deodorant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you know it. That's some bad news. All right, what's what's your there. what's number three? Well, I went on a date to a movie uh, years ago, and it was it's, we were both kind of it was our first date, and we we're both movie fans, and she's she was kind of an artsy fartsy movie fan. Um, I like art movies too sometimes, but she got me to go to a movie called Possession. Have you ever heard of this? Yes, it's got like what's his name, the guy from uh, Aaron Eckhart and Gwyneth Paltrow was in it. Okay, now there's only like one kind of movie I I hate really is. is Pretty much like period dramas and costume dramas. Yes. Hate that stuff. This was kind of like one of those. Anyways, one of the day, and I liked the girl, so I'm like, yeah, put, I can put up with this. I can watch pretty much anything. Sure. It was so fucking boring. Oh, my God. It was awful. Uh. I was zoning out through the movie and stuff like that. And I'm like, like I got to kind of pay attention to this. And the, Anyways, got done with the movie. She wanted to talk about the movie. Oh. Uh. And so I kind of tried to bullshit my way through it. She could tell like instantly that like I was sleeping through the movie because like I couldn't answer anything about it. I kept pulling, "Ooh, that was interesting. Yeah, that part was really interesting." And like, "What was interesting about it?" And like, yeah. So I was pretty much sunk on that. <laughs> so I mean, it wasn't like a, I can't say it was like an awful experience. The movie was really just boring. Right. So that's just it. But it's like it was a horrible date because of that, and we obviously never wanted again after that. But wow, that was terrible movie, terrible date, just the whole. Ten yards there, so that's awesome. Yeah, what do you got for number? That sounds three? like a horrible date. It was. It was really bad. I would, I would have fallen asleep. I guess. Well, I kind of did. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. geez, sorry. Oh, you're still here. I kind of did it. That was the problem. <laughs> I, I I hit it pretty well, but yeah. Ah. Uh, I think she guy. called my bluff. I think she knew when I was sleeping and kind of was asking me questions about that part of the movie. So hats off to you, sir, because I don't think I should. I should have walked, but yeah, yeah the, that's a situation you have to walk. I thought oh, I, I could bluff my way through this. I'm, I'm good at this. Yeah, I failed. Not, so. not there. No, not there. <laughs> um, all right, number three. So we go and see Harry Potter. Okay, 
Who's we? Me and my wife. Okay. Um, you know, we heard all the buzz. Now, my wife, she just comes along because she likes the, the candy, the popcorn, the soda. She don't give a fuck about what's on the screen, right? She no. just knows, oh, Joe likes going to the movies, so I'll just go have the Wasn't popcorn and nice. stuff. Isn't that nice? You, you know? put her through a lot of bad movies. Oh, I have. I have. I, I feel bad when, when she was when she was pregnant um, with her first... Um, this was back in 2002. We, we went to the midnight showing of Star Wars Attack of the Clones. And, and we came in... Um, a little too late. We bought our tickets in advance, but this is before they had revert, you reserved You Not to interrupt, but you couldn't come in late enough to that movie. So. I know. Well, yeah, exactly. Very true. Very true. But we got stuck with the shittiest seats, like right up front. Yeah. So literally, like your neck is broken by the time the movie's done. She she falls asleep, but I'm just saying, she's just a champ. <laughs> she'll, she'll come along and... And same with this movie here. We go see Harry Potter. Uh, I know really nothing about it. You just hear the buzz going around. So so we go see it. It's a, it's a fucking packed house. Um, and of course, same thing happens. Two people, a couple sit next to me on the left side. Um, and, and you can smell they, like they've been drinking kind of yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. So the movie's going, right? We're about 30 minutes in. And and then I just like smell this awful like whiskey brandy something and it just keeps getting stronger and stronger and then I hear snoring and then I feel a head fall on my shoulder <laughs> my left shoulder and, and my wife is kind of like jabbing me like what the fuck is that lady doing I'm like she's fucking passed out on my shoulder and her fucking breath reeks of alcohol she's fucked up so I keep like nudging at this chick's head, right? And she's not waking up. Her head is literally just passed out on my shoulder. And then her husband just keeps going, Barbara, Barbara, la. I'm like, fuck, seriously? But it didn't matter. She she would wake up for like a minute or two and then fucking pass right out again, right on my shoulder. Uh, it was just so annoying, dude. So that was the very first time. And I think that's why I, to this day I hate the Sorcerer's Stone was because of that drunk liquor pig to the left of me. <laughs> Now is is uh, is is Otto's sleeping story on your list? Oh, it is. Okay, yes. well, I won't spoil yes. it then. No. I just wonder if that's that on there. That's coming up, folks. Okay, <laughs> just, just checking because if that wasn't that had to be mentioned in, because it's similar. So, okay, my number two is uh, when I went to see the original Saw in the theater, and guy in front of me threw up during the movie. Ah, oh, yes, yeah. That I, I don't know if it was because the movie was too graphic for him, but boy, he just totally totally blew chunks right in front of me. I, you know, I I thought the movie was kind of gross and had its moments, but, you know, it wasn't that bad. But he clearly wasn't prepared for it. So I moved back about three rows. Okay, yeah, and just, you finished the movie. Oh, yeah. All right. I was yeah. enjoying the movie. Tom has a strong stomach. There weren't that many people in there. I was kind of like, oh, that guy's throwing up. Okay. <laughs> Literally, I'm, like, you could see it. Well, I, I didn't really see it. I just heard the noise, and I didn't oh. know how close it was to me. Because like, it sounds like somebody's throwing. I didn't know if it was part of the movie. For oh, okay, all right. Because I mean, you know, there was a lot of weird stuff going on in that movie. I'm like, wait a minute. No, that sounds very close. Oh. And surrounds. It, we're, we're in the Dolby Atmos phase yet. This sound wasn't that good. Okay, so. right. Yeah, well, it was. God, live. that sounds real. Yeah, it was live. It was live. So <laughs> at least he wasn't sitting behind you, because that oh, I don't know what I would do. I would cry. Yeah, and then I would probably puke on myself. But that—that that is the worst smell would, on the planet. It would turn it. Yeah, I hate I the sound really, of it. I hate the smell of it. I didn't really catch the smell, so it was more just the sound. I'm like, I, I kind of moved real quickly. I'm like, I'm <laughs> See out ya. Yeah, could have turned. Could have turned into Stand by Me. That part where right? everybody's throwing up. But I, I love it. No, everybody just kept watching the movie. I was kind of surprised. Nobody was like helping him out. Or he's like, Yeah, 
people just kind of kind of moved away from him. So look, there's a little milk tut in that's there. That's what you, that's what you get from mm. that's what you get from the horror fans right there. Oh, that is good. <laughs> well, it wasn't good. But. No, no, but no. What's your number two, Joe? Well, number number two, it's I don't know. It's it's more embarrassing than anything. So I, I go and see Basic Instinct. It's been out for a while. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, it, you know, whatever. There's, you know, there's the the good scenes in there, you know what I mean? Um, but it's it's a great story. Love the movie, you know. Yeah. It's a great thriller. So I see it again. Unfortunately, I go and see it and I'm the only one in the theater. I don't know, maybe it's me. I I just had bad luck going to movies and I'm the only one in the theater. But I'm sitting there watching it. I'm I'm sitting in the back row and and the door keeps opening, right? Like every 5 minutes, the door opens up. Right, and then the freaking cashier comes walking in, the attendant or whatever you want to call him, and keeps checking on me because he probably thought like I was in there fucking jerking off or something, right? So the whole movie, it's like, dude, you just ruined the entire movie for me. Every five minutes, oh shit, you not door would open. Little did he know that you jerked off before the movie because you knew it was coming, so you're very, very excited about it. Damn it, yeah, you busted me. No, that that's not true. But it, the, the the worst part of this whole story is after the movie's done. I walked out of the movie, and this is before cell phones and all that, right? I It's not like you could just be like, what? I was on my phone the whole time, yeah. you know? I come walking out, and like, everybody is staring at me. Because I'm sure this guy said, there's a guy, and they're jerking off. <laughs> so it's this more was embarrassing. West was this West Town? This was West Town, yeah. Yes. And just everybody's just looking at me like like I did something wrong. It's like, I, I just saw a movie, guys. Sorry. But, yeah, it was weird. That yeah. was very strange. If you've... If you're like ashamed of the movie you're showing, maybe you shouldn't show it. Yeah, I guess. You're so fine. concerned about it. Oh, it's just weird. It was just like they were like messing with me or something. But it's like, I've seen it already. Wow. It's okay. That's, I'm a big boy here. That's awesome. I don't know. Maybe that guy had a fetish or something. He could have. Maybe he was watching you. <laughs> Hello. Oh, that's 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 very strange. Hello, Joseph. Hello there. How are you, Joseph? <laughs> Does this catch you off? <laughs> Would you like some free popcorn? <laughs> that'd be great if Michael, Michael Caine sat behind you. Uh, that'd be awesome. Lock me to jerk you off. <laughs> that was the worst Michael Caine ever. I actually like that. That uh, was pretty good. Okay, my, num- uh, my number one was when I saw The Last Starfighter. Ooh, remember that one? Yes. Saw that at the Bonham nice. in town, our local theater. And there was like, we didn't know this. When I got there, the weather was fine, but like a hellacious storm came through. And as we were watching the movie, like part of the ceiling was coming down. There was like particles coming down from the ceiling. And we're like, what the hell is going on here? And like, it wasn't really bad, but like little chunks were falling off we're the ceiling. literally falling off. Yeah. Wow. So we like went outside and looked. It was like this torrential, like, you know, it was the craziest storm I'd ever seen. Like severe winds. And, oh, oh yeah, yeah. It, was, right. it was ridiculous. We're almost and, talking like possibly tornado. Yeah, okay. yeah. This was. I think this was not long after the Barneveld thing. Okay. It wasn't that one though. And that was what back in '86 or I mean, no, this was '84. And I oh, '84. I think it was okay. in '84 too. Okay. I believe so. But yeah, it wasn't that one because I tried to remember back. I had to look into it because I was like, was that really the Barneveld? No, because the Barneveld thing was a different one. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, it was ridiculous and it scared the shit out of me. Like, what the what the heck's going on here? That is always the worst uh, when you're in a movie theater and like a big storm is yeah. happening. Like, I swear to God, it always happens where it's like a beautiful day, go to the movie theater, and then like the power goes off. Yeah. You're like, what the hell just happened? I've here? never had that happen to me before. Oh, that, that happened. We took the kids to see Transformers, and, and you can just hear it outside. You can hear the door, the exit door, just yeah. like, just like gigantic, like thunder rumbling. 
And then the screen's just like... Well, that's the funny thing. It's like, what the hell I, just happened? We didn't really know it was storming. It's funny because, you know, you'd think you would, but it's like right. we just noticed that something was coming down right. the ceiling. Off the so ceiling. we went out to, like, tell them, and then we saw, like, it was, like, pitch black. Because like, there's a tornado coming. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we finished the movie. I think I didn't see it till like, came back on HBO. Nobody was injured. No. Right? Okay. No. It that would have been horrible. Like was, what a great movie, Dad. Oh! No, it wasn't like, like I said, it wasn't a huge thing. Just little tiny particles were coming from the ceiling. It was scary as shit. I'm like, what the hell? Was water coming down as well? I think there was a little bit yeah, of water. All right. a little bit. That's, it's an old theater. That is creepy. So. Yeah. That's very creepy. I don't think they really did anything to fix the place either. But they finally redid it a couple okay. ago. Yeah. Now, now it's a really nice theater. It's yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. But hey, it's one of those things you'll never forget. No, never. That's a good one. So what's your number one, Joe? Number one. Okay. So it's a little bit of a long story. So I stop over at my parents' house, and my dad's bugging me all week long to go see X-Men 2. X2. So I'm like, all right, cool. You, you want to go see the movie? Stop over. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come back in 30 minutes. I'll just take a shower, get ready. I'm like, okay, cool. So I had to run a couple of errands or whatever. Come back and pick him up. And I swear to God, he must have like finished off an entire bottle of Corbell brandy or something because he was three sheets to the wind. Oh, my. So we go... We go to the movie. He's just fucking rocked, right? Um, we we get we get to the movie, and I, I don't know. I think I might have picked up Sour Patch Kids or something. We go sit down. Of course, it's packed. It's just filled with just a bunch of young teenagers, right? Yeah. And then here is me and my pops, right, sitting sitting in the movie theater, kind kind of near the back of the theater. Um, there's a couple of younger teenagers in front of us, all girls, right? Yeah. Um, everybody's all loud, giggly. The previews are going on. I'm just kind of getting annoyed. You know, fucking dad smells like a fucking tavern for the most part, right? <laughs> previews are going through it. And then I, he, he, I notice he dozes off, falls asleep, right? So he, he didn't even make it into the movie. He falls asleep during the previews, right? And, <laughs> and he doesn't wake back up until the credits start rolling. Right, so oh he God. is just fucking out of seriously, it. seriously. Not even once. Not once. Oh not once. God. Now you would think, okay, that's that's bad. That's a horrible story, right? Yeah. Um. It, well, it gets worse, right? How? Because <laughs> the lady sitting in front of us has her armrest, right? Yeah. What does my dad do? He wants to stretch out his legs because he probably <laughs> thinks at this point, oh, I'm in, I'm in bed. This is uncomfortable. I'm gonna stretch out my legs. So he literally picks his leg up and just kicks. <laughs> her arm off of her armrest and lays his foot there okay <laughs> so there he is resting his foot and leg and, and and he starts making weird noises and all that i'm just like jesus fuck i'm like would you wake up please i'm like this is embarrassing you know all the, i mean the movie's somewhat loud right yeah. so some of it you can't really hear because there's like explosions going off and gunfire um but he happens to make the loudest annoying noises when it's fucking silent. Of course, right? of course. So not only well, he was probably doing, this, it whole, he probably doing it the whole time, you just didn't notice in the loud part. Well, I could notice it because I'm sitting right next to him. But for other people, maybe sitting, you know, twenty rows away, they're could, probably like, could "What's you, going could on? You, could you duplicate any of these noises?" Yes. Now? Oh, here, here's the best one. So I mean, it's fucking loud, right? There's explosions going off. Cars are flying in midair. Uh, Magneto's controlling like the environment or some yes, shit, right? Yeah. Very loud, very loud. And then it just fucking gets quiet. And then my dad yawns. And he's like... <laughs> and everybody in the theater, like, it was like a record scratch. Turn around, especially the ladies in front of us. And they're like, do you mind? Is he all right? What's the matter with him? 
I'm like, he, he had a little bit too much to drink, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, oh, God, it was just, it was terrible. And then, of course, at the end of the movie, credits roll, he wakes up. And he's refreshed because he just slept for two hours. He's like, man, that was a hell of a movie. Boy, that movie was good. Didn't he say that was, like, the best best Wolverine ever or something like that? Like, I'm like, how could you possibly know that you did not watch any of this movie? You fell asleep during the previews. Oh, it was... Just, he probably like got, it's a funny story yeah. but still at the same time it was just a night and I felt bad for everybody around because well, sure. I guarantee he right probably, now around a campfire yeah. somebody's explaining that story he probably got it by like osmosis he was probably in and out and just kind of like took the whole movie and maybe, it became what he wanted maybe know? he sleeps with one eye open you know where you're sleeping sometimes and watch, you fall asleep during a movie and another one comes on and you catch right. parts of it right. kind of like trying to put it together in your head and stuff you know he, he did it I don't know how he did it, but that's epic. Yeah, that's. Uh, I've I've heard that story before, but it, it it's better when you give it the long form like that. It, it, I've never heard the sound effect before, and that totally enhances. Oh it. God, it was it was so loud, so loud. Fantastic. Well, that's that's our top five for this week. Shall we move on to our feature presentation? Let's do it. Let's party. Let's party. It's time to join Arnold as he fights for love. How about that? Yes. It's time for Commando. Commando! 1985's classic. What a fun movie, isn't oh, it? It is. It's, it's a classic. You know, here, you know, unlike Cobra, which, sorry to say, I mean, I fucking hate Cobra. Because yes. it's just a piece of shit movie. It's the piss poor um, production value in that film. It's, it's, it's put together very sloppy. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those you still have to revisit, right? Yeah. But now it's like, oh, I fucking hate it. And you just pick it apart that you just... It, it it's almost just like disgusting. Yeah, right? Commando's the opposite. Commando you could put in, and it's just like it's refreshing. It's like, well, yeah, well look at this way, because like Cobra, as I said last last time, yeah. was like Stallone's Dirty Harry ripoff. Yes, this movie is Schwarzenegger's Rambo ripoff. Rambo ripoff, yep. and it totally works. And it works. Yeah, and basically I could say one thing: if you don't like this movie, basically, fuck you. That's basically what I'd say. <laughs> well, that's what Arnold would say. So. No, it's it's a lot of fun. It's just a total popcorn movie. Yes, there's it's very thin on plot. You, oh, very thin, very thin. But it doesn't matter. It's straight action. I mean, you get you're basically into the action ten minutes into the yep. movie. It starts off with a little action, then there's basically five minutes of exposition, and then it's straight out action throughout the whole movie. I, I which remember. Is great. I remember when I first saw it as a kid. It's like one of those like treats. Like, oh, I get to watch an R-rated movie, right? You yeah, know? and it was just. You know, you see blood and all that fun stuff, and you're like, yes, this is great, you know? But they used to play this all the time on HBO. Yeah. So we'd always get to watch this, the Terminator, what have you, but the, the famous Terminator squeeze. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we'll get to that eventually. Oh, eventually. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just um, it's just enjoyable. You know, it, it just brings back memories of being a young kid, and you go out and get a couple of uh, top baseball cards, you know, you get home, yeah. those on, you're like, oh, yeah. Well, where did you first see this, HBO? HBO. Yep. My first experience, this is one of the first beta movies I watched. Beta, okay. So my grandma had a beta machine, one of those old ass, big, big machine with like, it, you know, the, to put the tape in it, like eject, the whole thing came out, like a mechanism came <laughs> but out. But the tape was really small. Yeah. It only but had you, one reel. Yeah, but, on the, but the thing, like, to, you didn't put the tape in, you, well, you kind of did. It, the it, machine it, thing came yes. out, and then you put it in, and then put the machine thing back in. It was and like, it was super loud. It was like, yeah. you're and, like, holy shit. And what's crazy is beta just looked so good. It really did. Well, the picture yeah. quality was 10 times better than VHS. Yeah, we would rent this from like the local grocery store. I'd rent it all the time. I love the movie. It was That's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, it it was... came in the small little boxes. I oh, remember. yeah. Lovely but, cover art. 
Yeah. Beta. I, I can't, you know, I think, for some reason, I think I might have seen this before Terminator, believe it or not. Cause really? This was, this was like a year after Terminator. Well, let's see here. Terminator. Well, Terminator was 84 and this was 85. Yeah. And I, for yeah, some reason, year. I think that I, I got this one first. Okay. Because I was like, you know, I was, I was only like 10 or 11, so I couldn't really see these in the theater yet. I wasn't able to convince my parents to take me to them. So it was kind of like I kind of had to wait till they come on cable. Yeah, Schwarzenegger was a little busy back yeah. in the day doing Conan the Destroyer in 84 and the Terminator. And then he did Red, Red, Red Sonja in 85 and then Commando. Yeah. So that's not bad. So not not to get off the course there, but he read, read Sony, and there's rumors that he had an affair with Brigitte Nielsen, and then she you know got on with Stallone too. So she really? was getting passed around. Yeah. Oh. That's word on the street. I don't know. But yeah, that's another another story there. So but. Bruce Willis got the sloppy seconds. <laughs> Bruce Willis always did. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was a bad joke. No, no, that's, that's, that's there's, a, that's there's always for. it's not a show. It's not a man's man show without Bruce Willis. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, have Bruce to throw him in somehow. Well, yeah, every episode. Yeah, he's the two-star rating, but, you know, we got to get him in somehow. Right. He'll be talked about in the, a little bit later. Well, kind, kind of. So anyways, yeah, I, I didn't see this in theater. I would have loved to. This was kind of one of those ones where I saw, like, the, the trailer on TV or the TV advertisement. I was like, I've got to see that movie. But it's only, like, 10 years old, so how am I going to get to see this? Your parents won't take it, take you to it. And, you know, I think it was probably, like I said, a couple years later when, it, like, I was... 13 or 14, my, I, I was convinced my parents to take me to, like, Predator and Running Man and all that stuff. Right. But this was kind of that time when I still couldn't get to see him in the theater. So I'm kind of... That's why it's nice a lot of times when these movies are put back on the big screen, because you get to... Oh, kind of yeah. Relive that, that this one would be a fun one. To yeah, this one I've never seen yeah. the big screen. Uh, you know, it seems like a perfect, like, drive-in kind of movie. Yeah. Yeah, total drive-in. Yeah. I mean, that that was uh, 85 for you. Yeah, absolutely. But, but this, it, was, this was kind of, you know... I know that Terminator was kind of his first really big movie, besides for Conan, but action. This is like his first big action movie because yeah. Terminator is action, but it's also sci-fi. This right. is just straight out action. Yeah, I mean, this is really like one of the first where he plays a hero. Yeah, right? and you're rooting for him. You well, I mean, besides for Conan, but you know, first action. Yeah, yeah, action film. That's more you know, sci-fi type adventure. Well, kind medi- of. yeah, or medieval, medieval. not sci-fi. sci-fi. Whatever you know, you know what I'm getting at. Yes, I do. But yeah, I mean, this is kind of one of the first movies where he has tons of catchphrases, too. Oh, yeah. And I mean, obviously, Terminator, I'll be back, which they reuse in this movie. Sure. Do you ever think that was weird? I always felt weird with that. I th- you know what? I, I think I think probably because it was such a famous quote that I think he was like, I'm going to say this in every movie. Yeah, I didn't you know. That I, was the one I didn't like because it's like it was it really. It, it felt forced. It, yeah, it felt the Terminator. Yeah. I was like, I've yep. got to get that. It didn't feel right. I'll be back. Yes. But I love I'll be back, but it's... I love Let's Party, though. That's, yes. That is a great line. Yes. Let's party. Almost all of his one-liners are incredible in this movie. So, Well, should we start from the beginning? Let's do it. Okay. Well, the movie starts with uh, this guy waking up because the garbage crew is there to in, in the wrong day. Yes. And turn two very, very big garbage men show up there. Uh, one of them is the great Bill Duke wearing a handkerchief over his face and a Rolex as a garbage man. I kind of knew he wasn't a straight-up garbage man at that point. And they shoot the guy like a million times. A million times. And then when he falls down, they plug him some more. Yeah, they shoot him some more. He shot like 50 million times. And then we cut to another scene where Bill Duke again is at a car lot. And instead of buying a car, he runs over the car dealer. Just Which is strange because he runs him over once and he's dead. The guy before it gets shot 50 million times. I guess they're they're both dead, but right. I didn't think he got hit by the car that hard. But I, it's funny when I'm watching this again. Yeah. Um, 
the minute he plugs a guy, I'm like, I didn't hit him that hard. You know, and then he kind of goes through the glass, but then the next scene you see of him, he's just mangled and messed up. There's like blood just squirting out of him, and it's like, how the hell that happened? Yeah. He barely pumped you, dude. Yeah. It's like, come on. So, I don't know. I'm assuming these are the folks that were on Commando's team. Yeah, these were his guys. That they're all getting taken out. These were his men, yep. Okay. The next one is is Bennett, who... Which I still, to this day, do not understand. I've probably seen this movie over 25 times. Were they trying to fake his death? It they makes were, no they sense. They were faking his death. But okay. it's kind of like, who saw his death being faked? I guess we just assume, still assume he's on the The two boat. fishermen that he pat on the back? Hi, guys. Yeah, I guess so. Well, the, the, another guy gets killed in a boat explosion. That turns out to be Bennett, who is the bad guy in the movie. Right. Um, basically what happens is these are these are members of Arnold Schwarzenegger's John Matrix, his former crew. Uh, they're, they're being wiped out. We don't really know why yet. But after that, basically, the guy, the, the commander of uh, Schwarzenegger, what was his name? Kirby. 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 Comes it's a shows vacuum. Up. The, <laughs> the fake, uh, the low-rent Colonel Troutman from Rambo, who's basically the same character, trained uh, Schwarzenegger, Yeah. Um, shows up and says, they're killing all your men. We need to protect you. We're going to leave you two of our best men, which you know means they're going to be dead within five seconds. <laughs> but this is, this is after, obviously, this all happens. When it starts off, you just see this... Uh, Oh yeah, we we ne- I neglected to talk about that. This yeah. uh, muscular man tripping a Vaseline or yes. whatever the hell they had yes. all over him. <laughs> and then and then you see a shadow approaching him as he's like what chopping logs or something like yes. that. And then it's his daughter, so he turns around. And he's like, ah! <laughs> and then it then it becomes like a, a love story. And they they go swimming. They go swimming. And they feed deer. And, and they, they have feed ice, each cream. Other ice cream. And, and she, she puts it on his face. It's such a sweet movie. They've got such a nice relationship. Oh, and then and then she makes him some sandwiches. Yes, and yes. And after that, I'm sorry. Then then the uh, the army the shows up happens. with Kirby shows up and says that we need to uh, protect you because right. they're killing your crew. And, and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah, we're going to leave you two great men to watch over you, which you know means they're going to be dead within 30 seconds. And they I don't think they even... I don't, know, <laughs> I don't even think they made it 30 seconds. <laughs> but Arnold smelled them coming. That was... See, yeah, that's when I knew this movie was awesome. Well, I mean, it's awesome from the beginning. It's like, you know, he smelled them coming. It's like, <laughs> yes! This and, guy's... There's just no bullshit in this movie. It's awesome. <laughs> Doesn't he, when he's crawling around on the carpet, doesn't yeah. he look over at the one guy and he's like, they'll be coming from whatever corner yeah. or whatever. And he's like, you can smell them downwind. And that one guy's like, you can smell them downwind? Yes. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> just classic. I don't even know if that's really the line of the movie. That's, but that's it was pretty it. damn close. But. Yeah. So anyways, uh, Arnold goes back to his shed to get a bunch of guns. He has this little armory, which is awesome. It, it is awesome, but it's funny that he only has a two-digit code to open up that fucking thing. I laughed at that. That's all he needs. That that's It's just one, two. <laughs> Jenny will never figure that out. Oh, come on. <laughs> she has, yeah. But, but it is cool. I mean, it's, it's just a beautiful shed I, with a, I assume a she, lot of... she knew how to use those guns anyways. He was teaching her karate. I figured she knew how to handle the guns. She probably does. I was really surprised she never shot anybody in this movie. Yeah. I kind of expected that. She never gets a gun. No, she doesn't. But anyways, she ends up, she gets kidnapped. And Arnold gets back into the house and there's one guy left. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite guy. Yeah. He doesn't last long. No, he, no, he doesn't. But They've boy. kidnapped the daughter and this guy says he needs to calm down. And, you know, because we're going to, you know, uh, you've got to do something for us to get your daughter back. And it leads to a, a classic line. 
He asks him the question of the day, yeah. doesn't he? My people got some business with you. And if he wants your kid back, then you better cooperate. Right? Wrong. Only Arnold, Arnold, Arnold can deliver one word, you know, <laughs> so effectively and just blow the guy away. He blasts the guy's head. Oh, yeah. Off. I mean, it's fantastic. So, I laugh at that every time I see it. It's awesome. So then he sees them kind of going down the hill because he lives in kind of this like place out in the middle of nowhere. And they're driving down the hill and Arnold gets in his car or his truck, which actually they've cut all the wires in it. So he basically pushes it down the hill. <laughs> With the awesome... And he struggles with it yeah, a little bit, yeah. you know? Um, Pushes yeah. it down the hill, so he's like a runaway train going down the hill trying to hit him. He somehow misses them, and it somehow hits him going down. It didn't make any sense, but you know what? You just bought it anyway. Well, yeah. Because it's like, it didn't logistically make sense. down a mountain I know, but it's like, oh, God, he's going to hit us. And like, he's still coming, that he's bastard. He's still coming. And then, ah, and he totally misses them again. You yeah. Know? They have to, like, wipe out to avoid them. But, so, of course, the, the car falls over the edge or whatever, his truck. Yeah. And, of course, it has to blow up for no apparent reason. He starts kicking some ass on these guys, but there's just too many guys for him. <laughs> just too many, and they find it, they overpower him, and one guy points a gun in his face and says, Don't move, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's our first of many motherfuckers in this movie. Really, if this movie was subtitled, it would be Commando, motherfucker. Because, boy, they use it a lot. Why did he lock his jaw when he said that, too, in the <laughs> movie? Know. It doesn't make any sense. They're probably like, okay, this is the... 27th take, but we, just, we, we gotta go. We, that, you, guy, that, that guy sorry. shouldn't have had that line. He just didn't deliver well. Motherfucker. <laughs> so, they've captured Arnold, and he, basically it leads to the whole story of the movie, which basically, are we 10 minutes into the movie at this point? I, I think we're probably 20 minutes in. No, I'm kidding. No, so, Bennett, the guy that you thought died in the, the boat explosion, is actually alive. He was a former member of John Matrix's crew, and he was kicked out. We don't really know why. Because he dresses. Yeah. Like a douchebag. Yes, he does. He he dresses like basically the the actor said he basically was Freddie Mercury on steroids. Okay, that's what he said. All right. And there was another story. You wondered why his clothes were so tight. They don't fit this guy at all. He's like they're really tight, and he doesn't really have that physique to wear that tight of clothes. It's actually there was another actor that had this role. No, and they got rid of him like the day before he started the day shooting. Before. So this guy had to fit into that. Yes. Yeah, so this like, wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't oh, know who the is, actor was, but I think that's awesome. That but, is classic. Yeah, the, the actor himself has basically said he played him as Freddie Mercury on steroids because he has the mustache and everything. And it's yeah, like, yeah. He looks just like Freddie Mercury. Nailed it. Yeah. So Just, just wish he would have sang a couple songs. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyways. Hey, what the hell is he wearing there? Like some the chainmail? The kind of chainmail oh, stuff? Good Lord. <laughs> that's the 80s for you, folks. I'm telling you. You meant to make me laugh. If John was here, he'd laugh too. Oh yeah, yeah, because that's after the um, <laughs> the, one not, of the henchmen yes. were like, well, we'll get, we'll get to it. We'll you get you have that saved already? No, I don't have that one, but it's we, oh. we can we can do that one on our own. Good lord! So basically, the whole story is that this dictator that uh, Schwarzenegger had ousted out of power is back, and he wants revenge, and he wants his, actually his country back. So his plot is to have John Matrix go to this country and assassinate the guy that replaced him, who John Matrix is friends with. And Bennett is there to get revenge, and this is kind of his whole thing. And basically, they've got the daughter there, and it's like if he doesn't do it, they're gonna kill her. Right. And that's basically all you've got, and that's that's all you need. That's all you need. It's perfect. I mean, it's a perfect scenario. So then, after that, we basically Arnold is taken to the airport. He's gonna fly to this foreign country. 
which is, I, I don't exactly, it's a fake made-up country. There's some more stuff about that. That actually, okay. that, the name of that country has actually been used in a bunch of other movies. Really? It's a fake country, but they've used it in a But they used the name of it. Yeah, okay. a bunch of other Joel Silver movies. That's nice. Yeah. So anyways, Arnold gets on the plane, uh, and one of the guys is going to watch him. The two guys escort him to the airport. One's going to watch him, which is Sully, who's awesome. Everybody loves Sully. Sully. He's a real slimy guy that's, you know. He, uh... He was one of the bad guys in 48 Hours, right? Yep, absolutely. Another Joel Silver production. Yeah, it's the, um, also the guy from uh, The Warriors. That's right, The Warriors. Warriors, come, come on, on play! <laughs> yep, yep. Anyways, he watches as this, you know, Arnold's going to fly this country with this other guy. Who, I, I swear to God, is the main villain from uh, Enter the Dragon. Or not Enter the Dragon, The the Last Dragon? Is that what it was called? It's not him. <laughs> I always like that because he's a big guy in like the white suit with the Hawaiian shirt and the really bad hat. (laughs) And he's going to start glowing red. Yeah, (laughs) not quite, but I I get where you're going. But yeah, so Arnold has to find a way out of this. He knows the guy's watching the plane taking off, so but he has to hurry up and get off the plane. Did you catch who the stewardess was? Yeah, stewardess was uh, Chelsea Chelsea Field. Yes. Yeah, from Last Boy Scout. Yes. Wife of Scott Bakula. Yes. Ooh, fantastic. And she was also. In Masters of the Universe. Yes, she was. <laughs> Unfortunately. you got to start somewhere. Ugh. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, I think uh, what was her name? Elizabeth Hurley played a stewardess in Passenger 57. That's right. Starts, got to start gotta somewhere. Start somewhere. There you go. So anyways, Arnold uh, has to take care of this guy in quick order to get out of there. And he, I, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie where oh, he gives great. the guy the elbow to kind of like knock him out and then just snaps his neck. Well. In the middle and this of this is after getting the pillow and the yeah, blanket, right? So, yeah, he gets a pillow and a blanket so he can come. So he's thinking he's a smart man. And actually, I, I read that he, Arnold actually there was some sp- like a, a special guy on set, like a army guy that showed him how to do that. That actually would work. That would work. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, it looks brutal when he does it. Well, yeah, he's a hardcore. He was so elbow. slick. He's like, oh, I just have to get a magazine. Oh, yeah, oh, there he, goes he your nose. Elbows just the guy, snaps just snaps his neck like a twig. Oh, like, gone. It's, it's awesome. The nose probably went into the brain. Yes. Um, so that's why he applies the uh, lovely blanket. Yes. And puts his little hat over his face. And then gets another great line, please don't bother my friend. He's dead tired. <laughs> you should be doing that. I do a terrible, terrible Arnold, Joe. <laughs> don't wake my great. friend. But that's just He's one of the many tired. great one-liners you'll get in this movie. Oh, yeah. that was. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I laugh every time I see it. That's so just... Arnold escapes from the plane, right. dropping out, you know. Do you, ever, you know, one thing I always thought was weird about this movie, it's like there's a lot of, like, like almost like freeze frames on Arnold's face, and he's like standing there, and it's like yeah, it seems like he's still learning how to act. And, it's, and I'm not not making fun of it. It's just kind of like you know he's, he's kind of getting into this action thing, but he doesn't really quite know what to do yet. I, I love that scene, um, especially when he jumps into the elevator, yeah. right? Just as a lady comes around the corner, right? Yeah. The stewardess comes in, and then they zoom in on Arnold. <laughs> yes, it's like dude, you're not going twenty Nick- floors down. You probably went like what? Six feet? Yeah. If that, I just, I have no understanding. <laughs> or like the no reaction shot where the animal jumps out, I'd be like, oh. It's oh like, yeah, <laughs> he uses his bare hands to rip the don't trespass. Yes. Right? Cloth or whatever yep. that was. And then, of course, there's a... Paper. It was like paper. Yeah, the paper. Oh, the, before that, never mind. I'm sorry. Should've he had opens him... up the door and then the Doverman's like in yeah. his Yeah, it is like I was saying. They should have had him break through a brick wall. It's Arnold. Come on. Paper's, yeah, like, paper's come on. not impressive. Come yeah, on. come on. But anyways, he gets off the plane. And then we have one, uh, the first shot of about a 500 where he looks at his watch. <laughs> it's a close-up. Close-up of the watch. Because he has to set his watch. And, you know, because he has 10 hours till that plane's going to land. Is it the same shot all the way through the movie? 
And then they he just... Might be. Yeah. Put the time on it. I, I just, he knows how much time he has till his plane lands and the jig is up. They're going to find this guy dead right. on, on the ground. But somehow, after he falls out of the plane, he falls into that kind of marsh. Yeah. You know, and, and he doesn't even fall in the water. He no. falls into, like, the... Uh, whatever the hell you want to call that shit, the... This brush and water. Brush kind of stuff, yeah. 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 He, just, he, he lands on his ass and he's just he's like, fine. yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm ready right. to go. So it's Arnold, come on. Then, then his pants are just automatically dry. Yeah. Which is because he's commando. Yeah, yeah. Well, he could have gone commando if he got his pants wet. So. <laughs> that would change the whole movie. Oh, my God. He kind of almost does when he gets to the island. Yeah, he sure does. Right, but that's a little ways to go. Yes. So basically, Schwarzenegger knows he has to find Sully, the guy who was watching him get on the plane. Who's he sure kinda, does. He's got to catch him because he needs to know where the daughter is because... He's got nothing to go on. What's funny about this movie is you look. the one thing when you look at this movie today and watch it, it's like, damn, if anybody had a cell phone, this movie would not work. Right. Oh, yeah. Because if no. Sully had a cell phone, this shit's over in it's, 10 seconds. Gone. Done. But now everybody has to, I got to get a pay phone and call somebody. It's like, but that's not the fault of the movie. No. So it's mobile phones weren't really around. Yeah. It just kind of, cell phones have changed almost all of these oh, movies. God, yeah. yeah. This is this the 80s, man. But anyways, he... he if he, he gets, had a cell phone, it would be probably weigh like two hundred pounds. So yeah, you know. So he gets after he goes after uh he gets oh he's, this is where he steals the car from Ray Don Chong. Yes. Well, that's still a car. He hijacks her car. Right. Ray Don Chong plays the uh, kind of stewardess that's kind of hit on by Sully and at the airport. Yeah. Right. And yeah, and he's really, and he's so kind to her. He's so too. nice to her. Fuck and, you, whore. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> or whatever the hell he said. It's like, jeez. You do a day, great... Uh, you're the first guy to do impersonation of him, so <laughs> well done. So Arnold basically uh, kidna- kind of kidnaps her and has her follow Sully to the mall where he's going. and <laughs> The mall with three hours free parking. Yes. <laughs> the mall where... Uh, the mall where actually... I think they filmed Terminator 2 as well. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. That, move, that mall has been used for a lot of movies. I don't know if it's actually even around anymore. Probably I did not know that. But as they're uh, following uh, Sully, there's about ten scenes where both Sully and Arnold are played by like doubles. I'm like, they're just driving down the street at a slow pace. I'm like, they couldn't have those people drive. I, I think he was probably taking a shit. I don't. It's or funny. on break or something. Well, funny or, thing, or I, he was done filming. No, I read something about Arnold's like I did all almost all of my own stunts. I'm like, that's great, but you couldn't drive the car. <laughs> Ah, whatever. He was probably back home in California. Probably like, Arnold, hey, we, we need you to come back. Yeah. So anyways, we get to the mall, and Arnold hatches the plan that he's got to get to the stewardess, who obviously he was attracted to, to get Sully out of his... He's got like a little meeting with a drug dealer. Right, yep. And uh, he's like, bring him out here, I'll take care of it, do the rest. And that, of course, goes awry immediately as she freaks out and tells the cops about it. Right. Security yeah. guard. That, and that wasn't nice to do. No. You but know, it's I, like, I get it, though, too. Well, right, you know, right. But it's this, this big six-foot-two you know, Austrian guy. Yeah, yeah but who's going to believe that? Well, no, I know. But he hadn't showed her a picture yet. Once he shot a picture of them. You know. then, then it was all like, oh, this said yeah, your daughter. daughter. Yeah. Aww. So anyways, the, the security guards go after Matrix, and Sully sees that and freaks out because now he knows he's got to call call in yeah now he knows the daughter's gonna be dead matrix now. is back yeah so he's got to call this off and it turns into a big kind of like fight chase scene where arnold starts he gets in the cell the, the cell phone the phone booth and arnold starts shaking it and throwing it and all this and you know like he picks it up for christ's sake it throws it 15 security guards attack arnold and he like throws all 15 all at 15 once. off and then presumes to um become like tarzan and starts swinging to and fro, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's, and he does the awesome swing off with the yeah swing with the uh, 
the whatever those finger. things were, yeah. the, the big old When you look at them, it's clearly... Yellow balloon. They're kind of like a warning sign that something's going to happen with these because they don't belong here. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but one of the, the security guards has an awesome line when he, call, when he calls for assistance, which is one of my favorites. Attention all units. Emergency on the theater level. Suspect, six foot two, brown hair. He's one gigantic motherfucker. <laughs> As I said, motherfucker is used a lot in this movie. And then Arnold carried it to Predator, where it's like, you're one ugly motherfucker. It's like, it's just, it's, it's, motherfucker, man. Yeah, that word just has kind of gone out of vogue, hasn't it? Yeah, a little bit. It was real popular at this time. Damn it. It's like, when fuck wasn't enough, right. throw mother in Motherfucker, because that's Lawrence Fishburne's favorite swear word. Yes, it is. Motherfucker! <laughs> okay. So there's a big chase scene, uh, with uh, Ar- Arnold is uh, driving the little... He's driving Sol- Sully's car, right? Yeah, they both have, like, small little vehicles. Yeah. You notice that? The yellow Porsche. Oh, no, he's, you know, he's, he's driving her little red car. He's driving Sully's her. driving the little Does yellow. Does he rip out the seat? Yes. Because there's not enough can't, room. Can't fit in it. <laughs> he looks... And Sully, I'm, I'm a little pissed at this guy because he's just a piece of shit. I mean, yeah. not only is he trying to hook up with uh, the stewardess um, and then proceeds to call her a whore, You're which isn't whore. nice, but it's it, the parking... Um, garage at the mall offers you three hours free parking. Yeah. At least be a nice guy and go out the entrance you came in. Yeah. Don't go out the exit. Oh. It's all black for Christ's sakes. <laughs> the only thing I thought was it's hilarious. Three hours free parking. Not to back up too much, but one of the things I thought was hilarious is that at that mall, that drug dealer that Sully's doing the deal with. Yeah. Why did he start shooting? Yeah, that makes no sense. He's he like, was he wasn't under suspicion yeah, for anything. He's, like, he's have, just like, I've I got have... a bag and a gun, and <laughs> yeah. I'm shooting, and I'm gonna die. <laughs> he could have just walked away. He could have. He was not a smart. I mean, sorry, the the villains in the movie really aren't that bright. No, um, especially that guy. I got a bag of drugs here. Ah, fuck yeah, ba boom, ba boom. Yeah, oh, that's so, good shit. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't get that one. It's just we had to, you know, increase the body count. No, I think so. Yeah, have to. But anyways, there's there's a big chase sequence, and it involves. Uh, Actually, Sully's car flips over, and Schwarzenegger hits a tree. Like, or is it a tree or a telephone pole? I, th- I, th- I thought it was a telephone yeah. pole. Hits it like hits Near it going a like a, of yeah. a mountain or something. Yeah, he's like going that, like a right? hundred miles an hour. Hits this thing. Neither him or Radon Chong are wearing a seatbelt. No seatbelts. And it like their they, neck snapped. Yeah, you they they died. hit this thing, and the next scene is like, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah, let's go. Well, I think it it must I'm, be a Joel Silver thing. I think she said I'm dead, but you know. Yeah, she, she did. She should have been. She, she yeah, she should have. Yeah, when you watch it, it's hilarious because you couldn't survive. That. It's a Joel Silver thing because it's the same thing that happened last Boy Scout. Yeah, they fucking fly off a hill for Christ's sake. They crash into like a house, and he's like, "All right, you, know, you guys, okay, let's go." Speaking of which, when Arnold like starts chasing Sully by by the mall, how does Reed Chong know how to get into that car? She leaves it, comes out a different end, she's like, hey, wait for me. It's like, how did she know he was leaving? Yeah, that's and true. I, why did she even follow him in the first place? <laughs> she was anyway, attracted. She had to be in the movie. She was attracted. Never mind. <laughs> we're, we're asking for logic here. <laughs> but, so, Solly's caught, and he tries to get information as to where, where the girl is. And he doesn't have that information, but he gets a little piece as to where the other guy is. Wait, well, is it where Cook is? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, because yes. he... he, he He's got to find the next guy. It's kind of like he has to go through all these guys to troops yeah. to, to catch yeah, he's up. He's just right? picking up all the puzzles, man. And then it leads to one of the all-time classic Schwarzenegger lines. Well, that's a Remember, Solomon, I promised to kill you last? That's what made you. You did. I lied. <laughs> 
I laugh at that every time I hear it. That's a scene where you have to watch, you know, ten times in a row. It is, because (laughs) earlier in the movie, it said, you're a funny guy, Sully. That's why I'm going to kill you last. That's right, I am funny. But any guy that dies going, ooh la la! Just awesome. So, Oh, classic. I I love that scene. And then Ray Don Chong. This is my bad arm, Sully. Ray Don Chong asked where Sully went. He said, I let him go. Another great line. And I, I think she honestly believed him. Like, yeah. oh, what a nice guy. You yeah. let him go. Well, she didn't really know what was going on yet right. at that point. No. So it's very possible. So that leads uh, Schwarzenegger, Matrix, to the hotel. Where they're waiting to meet, uh, I'm assuming Cook, who is Bill Duke, who's always awesome. He is awesome. Bill Duke from Predator. Classic. So he shows up at the hotel. And Ray Don Chong pretends that she's there getting it on with Sully, who's in the shower. Right, and he has, uh, yeah, they, they leave the shower running. Schwarzenegger yes. kind of rips open her shirt. Yep. And, and enters the room, and it's, it, you know, starts a big fight between, you know, Cook and Matrix. It's a, actually a pretty good fight. I thought it was one of the better fights in the movie. Yeah. And they, they fight Except all over Except for the, the rolling. Schwarzenegger yeah. Schwarzenegger does that weird roll. Yeah. Like, two times, and then proceeds to kick him through the door. Yeah. Um, did... Do you have a recording of the famous line? Oh, I absolutely do. I All could right. not miss this one. Because when you're fighting, you have to yell at each other. Well, yeah, this is great. You scared, motherfucker? Well, you should be. Because this Green Beret's going to kick your big ass. All right, it's Green Berets for breakfast. And right now, I'm very hungry. <laughs> I'm very hungry. <laughs> love it. I love it. Oh, my God. That is... notice, notice I think we're on the third motherfucker count here. Yes. We're, and there's been many more we probably haven't played for clips. What the fuck is going to kick your ass? Now, this is where we, we come to a part that I really need to talk about because this is a turning point in my adolescence. Because, you know, I, I loved watching these movies as a kid because a lot of times they promised they were going to have boobs in them. Sure, of course. They're very exciting. Of course. R rating means probably violence and boobs. And boobs, yeah. So we get that part in this movie where Cook gets knocked through a... a, a Another room, the adjacent room. After Schwarzenegger's weird role. Yes, after his weird role. <laughs> and in the adjacent room, we see two people. The, the sheet comes off, and there's this guy with the permy blonde hair who looks like Christopher Atkins from Blue Lagoon. It wasn't him, but he's on his, on his knees in front of the bed, and this woman with very ginormous breasts is behind him. <laughs> don't understand what's going on. And I don't, you know, I understand why. I know now it's because they needed to display her breasts as much as they could because she had really big cans. Right. But like as a kid, I was watching this and I was also trying to learn about sex from these movies, which is probably not a good idea. But I was wondering, why is the girl behind the guy? And I'm like, I don't understand this. And, you know, I kind of questioned that for a while. It happens so fast when that door rips open. Obviously, she's behind them. Um, but probably to your point, if if she's doing him on top, you're not seeing titties, right? Yeah. So they just wanted that full frontal thing, but I, she, obviously she's doing something. He's on his knees, face for the door. It's like it's like I, you know, I would have understood it more if she had a sex toy in her hand or something, but she didn't. She, she, because they're probably jammed up his ass. Okay, maybe probably s- anal beads or something. I don't so, know, but. Yeah, I th- really, I just had a big question about this, and it, it kind of haunted me a little bit. But it's bit. funny, because I, I watched that scene after you mentioned it, and I'm just, you know, literally paused <laughs> it you, and studied you, it. Did you freeze no. frame it, Joe? I did. No, did it, anybody, it's funny. It, did, anybody, yes, it's, did somebody come in every five minutes and ask how you're doing? Like a basic instinct? <laughs> are, you, are you okay? What's going on here? <laughs> Would you like to have some help, Sean? 
Sean Connery. Sean yes. Connery has arrived. Yes. Anytime you need to get off, Sean Connery will help. Would you like me to get you off? <laughs> I found the cure for cancer and I lost it. Because it's up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. continue. But no, okay, so the, the, he's like in doggy style, right? Obviously, yes. she's behind him. But then he like just quickly sits down. <laughs> And he's wondering why are people fighting in their, my room? Their whole like whole dialogue consists of ah, ah, ah. doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing in there, but well, anyways, uh, Bill Duke ends up getting impaled on like a, a, a table, which didn't really make it any sense. It was a table. It was a leg of a table, <laughs> and he gets impaled. They do an awesome voiceover, like ah. it was a great voiceover. <laughs> but the, yeah, but oh. yeah, and. He gives him the uppercut, right? Yes. He goes flying back, and then, of course, the table, the leg, just goes right through him. And then, basically, he fishes his next clue out of his body, which is the ammo... Is it the, the warehouse, or the... That's where I got a little confused. After... He kills Bill Duke, and he has, like, they go to the, the They warehouse. go to the warehouse. But what was, what was the connection with the warehouse? He thought that she might be there, but I don't really... I never really understood that. Because it maybe thought that was, like, the... Well, it might have been, I think it was one of their properties, I guess, right. but it was never really maybe, explained. Maybe he thought that was the hideout. If there's right? anything maybe that's, if there's anything that's filler in the movie, it's probably that part. Yeah, it could be. And him going to like the... Because he didn't work. have to grab anything from that warehouse to then go to and rip off the surplus uh, store, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's no connection there. So yeah, It's just basically him getting... Either that or, or we missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Like I said, sometimes the movie is so brainless. It's a fun movie. That sometimes you, you, you shut your brain lost. off. Exactly. <laughs> You're just like, I have no there's, idea. There's what not much to follow. But Let's blow something up. So, yeah, basically, it ends up with Schwarzenegger realizing where they're at in the different island. And they, he basically has to go get armed and breaks into this store to, to get all these weapons, of course. And he gets the plane, steals the plane. They steal plane. Yeah. I'm, I'm cutting out a little bit here, but there's not really well, much. Well, he, he, oh, he gets he gets busted by the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and she saves him. She saves him with the bazooka, the, yeah. right? Um, what, are the, what are that dude saying there? Which is, he's uh, he's the one of the police officers. They think she's In hot. Die Hard. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Really. The, the guy in the passenger seat was actually um, the gentleman um, sitting next to shit. Sitting next guy. to shit, really? No, 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 no. Forgot that part of the movie. Never mind. We'll we'll get to it. Anyway, <laughs> he is in he is in Die Hard. I believe you. When we actually review Die Hard, I'll actually if, go through characters. If anybody knows Die Hard, it's Joe. I would never question his knowledge. I, I just can't. Who's the Who's the shitty detective in that movie in Die Hard? Well, there's the real asshole, and then when the FBI show up, they kind of take over. Johnson well, Johnson Robert Davi is in there. He's the he's the guy from uh, the Jim. guy with. The pits, yeah, the right? Pit face, yeah, pit no, face. no. He's he's the pit FBI face. guy. I just can't remember. There was just a, forget. Nobody cares about this. We'll, we'll shitty. He's just a shitty cop playing in the movie, and again, he's doing another role as a police Joel officer. Joel Silver has his favorites. Yes, he, and, and there you go. He we could have sold that. Yeah. So, Schwarzenegger gets caught, caught by the cops, and Ray Dong Chong saves him by shooting it, shooting their the armored truck with a bazooka, which didn't really make a lot of sense, but it looked cool. And and this is where you get a series of annoying sounds from Ray Dong Chong. Yes. And after a while, it just starts annoying the shit out of you. Yeah. Just all of her whining. We'll, we'll, we'll get to her. She, yeah. Anyways, they they get to the point where she they they know where they know where they know where she's being held at, and they need to get to the daughter and the, the island, and they steal a plane, and she can fly the plane apparently because she's had a couple lessons, I guess. So Matrix can smell people downwind. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's the best of the best, but he can't fly a fucking plane. Which is strange, because you'd think he'd be able to fly right, a plane. Right, yeah. He, he does everything. 
He does everything, especially getting the plane to come to life. Yes. Because they're having a hard he time. He hits it. He, he hits it, and he delivers a very weird line. Yes. Do you remember what that line was in there? Works every time. Works at, well, no, he's like, come on then, fly or die. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Yes. Really? I swear to God he says that. Maybe my audio's not good. Watch that scene again, because I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Did that, fly did or just, die? Yeah, I'm like, what? Did he just say that? I guess that? I never heard that. I guess I yeah, need to listen watch closely. watch it again. Watch it again. Well, I used to have problems hearing the part where he kills, or fights Bill Duke and says... I eat green braids for breakfast, and I'm very hungry. Yeah, I never, I never what understood he what yep, he said. Exactly. But like better audio has kind of led to you understanding these words Ray. now. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. So they get in the plane, and they're they're taking off, and the military are trying to get him get him to land. And who's the military guy that tells him to land in a bit throwaway part? <laughs> Mister Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, indeed. <laughs> he seemed to have a thing with Schwarzenegger, as he was also one of the gang guys in Terminator that gets Terminator. wiped out. Yep. And True Lies. And, and True Lies. That's right. Bill Paxton is always welcome in any movie, but he's not really in this much. He's in like like five lines. They're gone, sir. <laughs> nobody nobody plays the Gomer kind of dumb guy like Bill Paxton. No, I mean that's uh, just as good a um, delivery on a line as Aliens. Next year, yeah. Hudson. He plays Hudson. Same yeah, thing. that's right. And he's just as whiny, you know. This girl survived six months on it. Watch upon her, George. One of the all-time great lines. I love they're, it. They're gone, sir. <laughs> We love you, Bill Paxton. We do, we do. You're a great guy. So, we get to the island. We get to the island. Yeah. We get to the island, and then we're like, uh, basically, Arnold gets into a, gets into a raft, because he's going to approach the island, uh, you know, secretly. Right, but he has and to he, strip down first. He has to get down to a speeder to show off that, that bod. <laughs> I'm like, my God. <laughs> Schwarzenegger is so friggin' jacked at this point. It's oh, yeah, it's, it is ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I understand why they had to do that. You know, I usually say, usually guys should, no guys should wear Speedos. And I still kind of subscribe to that, but it's like, man, if anybody should, Schwarzenegger can get away with it. He, he's the only one. Yeah. On the planet that holy can get away shit. With that. Yeah. That was for the ladies. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you like my body. <laughs> Jesus Christ, where did that come from? <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, that's great. Well, speaking, yeah, I mean, he, so he, he basically goes to the island, he's got all and gets loaded up and finally gets into his classic outfit, the commando outfit. Oh, yeah, and it's just, yeah, the, that scene alone is just awesome. Montage sequence of him getting ready for war. Yeah. You know, applying the, the black makeup or whatever the hell you call that shit. War paint. Yeah. The war paint. Yes. No kidding. I mean, yeah, he's he's got, like, tons of weapons. I mean, he's totally loaded for bear, and it's like he's, you know... He's got like what, what kind of gun did he? What kind of machine gun did he have? Do you know what that is? I do not. Okay, I don't. I don't either. All I know is he loads himself up with a gigantic bazooka, and then out of nowhere, fog appears. Yeah, <laughs> he's got. Yeah, he's got pretty much everything. He's he's ready to go. Oh, it sounds like the phone's ringing. Oh, this has got to be our special guest. I'm very excited. Joe, pick it up. Hello, it's the Man's Man Film Review. Hello, everybody. Hello, Tom and Joe. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger. How are you doing? Are you pumped up? Oh, we are very excited to have you here, Arnold. This is incredible. First guest on the show, and we got one of the true action icons. This is incredible. We are fucking jacked, bro. Oh, my God. How are you doing, Arnold? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing just fantastic. Thank you for asking. Well, great. We're here to talk about Commando, one of your first big action roles. Yeah, yeah. Came right after the Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did, you get, how did you get involved in this film, Arnold? Yeah, Mr. Joe Silver called me on the phone 
big mobile phones back then. Uh, are you familiar with Mobile Strike? Yeah, you play it, all right? Download the app today. I've never Free I've, on the App Store. I've never played it, Arnold. Play it, goddammit. <laughs> okay. But yeah, Mr. Mr. Joe Silver called me and he said, would you like to be in my movie? I was like, of course. I need money. Uh, so I do his movie. That's a good enough reason for me. It was an incredible movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, next question. Okay, well, I gotta ask you one thing. Uh, watching the movie, it seems like you're only wearing one outfit through the entire movie for the most part until the end, until you get naked in that Speedo, pretty much, which was pretty awesome. Did you like it? I did. It was very arousing, I would have to say. Well, you, why did you only wear one outfit in the movie? You know the answer, Tom. Wash the nothing clean. Oh, out. yes, yes, very yeah, well. Everybody understand that? Great answer, great answer. Arnold tells jokes. Very funny, yeah. I, I agree. Joe, do you have any questions for our great guest here? Yes, um, Arnold, a uh, quick question. Um, there's one scene in Commando especially that I just want to ask you, how did you guys film it? It's the scene when you jumped out of the shed and threw a buzzsaw at somebody's head. It looks so real. How did you film that? It's because it was real. You understand? In one take, I took the sharpest buzzsaw on the planet of buzzsaws, and I threw it at this guy's head. It severed off his head. He died. Cut. Print. God damn it, I don't fuck around when I film. Next question. I'd say. Well, you know, you got to work with a young Alyssa Milano, and, you know, what was that like? She was just kind of starting her career, and this is one of her first movies. She was a snobby-nosed little bitch, okay? She kept telling me what to do, so I had to tell her, hey, Who's the boss? Oh. Commando is, goddammit. Jenny Matrix, you listen. I break you. <laughs> Joe, do you have any other questions for Arnold? What was in the sandwich, Arnold? Uh, it's a funny, funny story. I actually made those sandwiches right before we filmed. They were delicious, right? But they said you have to act like the sandwiches are bad. I'm like, why? They're not bad. I made them, goddammit. Mayo and cheese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Next question. Well, you know, one of my favorite scenes in the movie, which really doesn't make any sense, is when you're chasing Sully and you, like, are driving that car really fast and hit that telephone pole going, like, what looks like 100 miles an hour, and neither of you are wearing a seatbelt and nobody's injured. How did that happen? It's funny, because we, I'm so strong that I, I hold everybody back in the car. You understand? One take, boom, and nothing hurts, Arnold. Okay? I'm John Matrix, goddammit. Invincible. Yeah. I can't argue with that. Well, Arnold, I jumped out of a plane for Christ's sakes. It's really me. Well, Arnold, we don't want to take too much of your time because we'd love to have you back for future installments of the show if you'd be so gracious. But do you have anything else you'd like to say to your fans? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look for Terminator 6. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not doing any more Terminators. Um, uh, you, you go out to the app store and you, you download my free app, Mobile Strike. I have to go film... I have to go film a goddamn commercial. I gotta go, all right? Till next time, bye. Goodbye, Arnold. Thank you very much. Thanks, Arnold. Well, that was a very pleasant interruption. We didn't expect that at all. Oh, my God. Right in the middle of the show. What a treat. You know, we wouldn't let anybody else interrupt the show but Arnold. That's just Only incredible. Arnold. Yeah. Thanks, just, Arnold. Just, I'm, I'm starstruck. It's incredible. What a well, sweetheart. Yeah, what a guy. I mean, wow. And as soon as this show's over... I'm going to go play Mobile Strike. I don't know about you, Joe. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Absolutely. I'm downloading it right now. Do you know it's a free app? It's a free app. Totally free. We are plugging Mobile Strike. Segway back You're into welcome, the movie. Arnold. Segway right back into the movie. It's like, it's too bad because you know, Arnold had all these weapons. If he just had Mobile Strike, he could have called it a Mobile Strike on, you know, 
at the island right yeah. there. Done. Done. Done deal. He didn't even have to leave. He could have done it from right from the mall. He could have had a cappuccino and sat down in the food court and just mobile strike the shit out of those guys. Totally. Absolutely. But th- th- now we're getting to the best parts yeah, of the film. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. This is when it's just a uh, uh, fucking all-out war. Yeah, as if, you know, there wasn't enough action already in this movie. It just, now it's it's straight action for the rest of it. Yes. And that's, it doesn't let up, which is and, great. And you could tell why there was only $10 million budget. Because, literally, did you notice when the buildings were blowing they're up? They're paper. They're paper. Yes. But then there's actually just fucking dummies on sticks. Yes, and yes. you can actually see the sticks yes. holding up the dummies. I was watching that last night, and I was like, it looks like they're, I thought they were like training things for the back. No, those are supposed those, to be those people. Those are supposed to be yeah. people. And, like, it, oh, man, just, that was pretty piss poor. Yeah. And then, obviously, when he's shooting people, and they're running, you could see the actual, um, fuck, what do you call those? The little slingshots that are coming out of the ground? Yeah, slingshots. Yeah. What do you got? Catapults, yeah. for Christ's sake. So you can about. literally see them flinging up and then the, the stunt people are just flying in there yes. and I'm like oh wow it just keeps getting better and better doesn't doesn't affect the enjoyment of the movie at all no no nothing like paper buildings blowing up yeah and I mean Schwarzenegger is shooting the shit out of like everybody and then I think one of my favorite parts has got to be the shed scene oh it's it's great as you know, Arnold talked about here, we, we just we, learned it was it, it was happened. all real yeah I mean oh, we were real. wondering it looked Arnold. so real and that's why because it was Arnold told us <laughs> I think he was pulling her chain but i don't know we'll have to get we'll have to but a great scene i remember yeah. seeing that as a kid and i'm like holy shit did they just cut that guy's head off yeah i mean that's odds uh, it, it's awesome as we talk about we'll talk awesome about later later, later in some of the cut stuff there was actually a lot more violence cut out of that scene too oh really yeah okay well i'll, I'll spoil that right now the, the guy that he cuts the guy's arm off yeah he actually beats him with the arm after that too <laughs> They thought, they thought that was too morbid, so... That would have looked so... I, I think he did the need a, need a hand thing and starts beating him with it, so... <laughs> need the hand? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I so, did not know that. Yeah, so at this point, the jig is up and they're going to kill the girl, but she's kind of resourceful, so she's kind of... She's been kind of kept in this room all this time, and she's found a way out of it. Bennett goes to kill her and kind of gets in a little chase sequence, and Arnold kills all the bad guys, including the dictator, blows the shit out of him, and then, you know, he's, it's on to, to find his daughter. And it becomes a big showdown, of course, with Bennett at the end there. The only problem I ever had with this is Bennett versus Matrix is such a mismatch. It's like, you, you don't even, you it's, know, I don't really know who they could have got to match up with Arnold. But it's like, this guy was not the right choice physically. It, it almost seems, it, it kind of reminded me of Cobra a little bit, too. Yeah. You know, th- those. I thought, but I thought the guy from Cobra was a better matchup. Oh, yeah, no, but yeah. matchup-wise, yeah. But just as far as, like, uh, end showdown sequence. Oh, yeah. It was just almost like they ran out of ideas. Uh, I don't know, just take that tube there and throw it through them. Well, they, you know? they did the right thing in this, though, by having Arnold get shot in the arm. Yeah. And making him weak. And make him Because if it's full-on Arnold, it's like, yeah, what's this kind of pudgy right. guy going to do to him? No, I, I, that's that's cool. Yeah. That I really mean, grounds the movie. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> had to do that. It's like, let's cut Arnold's leg off to make it even. <laughs> it's basically all you could do. That's awesome. But it leads to a, another another fight, and uh, Bennett, of course, has a classic line in there. It's probably one of the best all-time lines in movie history right here for this, action movies. This movie has so many of them, you know? This one's icing on the cake. Yeah. John, I'm not going to shoot you between the eyes. This shoot you between the balls. I just love that line. You're thinking of a different one, Joe. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to play 
the line after blow some steam. Yes, yes. No, man. We're talking about this one. It's like I'm not gonna shoot you in the eyes. I'm gonna shoot you between the balls. It makes no sense. No, it's what. It's why why I, would you want to do that? That's why I remember it because it's like it's so funny. Gonna shoot you between the balls. I, I never understood that. See, he should have went all out, Freddie Mercury, right there, and just he should have started singing. We are the champions, or or, or just anything. You know? Bicycle, bicycle. <laughs> no. Does Matrix want to ride a bicycle? Yeah. I. So anyways, he gets impaled on a on a pipe and starts some steams coming out of him. And he says, let off some steam, Bennett. Let off some steam, Bennett. Yeah. That's the line that Joe was expecting there. But Yeah, sorry. Yeah. sorry no, it's okay. Folks. I thought we'd already had enough Schwarzenegger one-liners. Well, we but... did watch a lot of outtakes. Yeah. And, oh my God, some of those other one-liners were hilarious. Yeah, because, I mean, it's like, what was it like? I'm not into small talk. I'm like, What? <laughs> What was the other one? Shit. They're so horrible. That's probably why they were kind of... Cool off or something. They're all, something. They're all terrible. Oh, you can't can't handle the pressure, Bennett, or that's something it, like that. Yeah. Can't handle the pressure, Bennett. Yeah. So, Schwarzenegger has saved his daughter, of course. And he's, of course. You know... How'd she get out of that room again? She kept chipping away with yeah. her foot at that little she board? She took something apart in the room there. Okay, and, and of course there's a hole and she could escape through it. Yeah. That's right. That's yep, right. she was pretty smart. It was John Matrix's daughter. It's Jenny Matrix. Jenny Matrix. I heard they're making a sequel. It's just going to be called Jenny Matrix. That's <laughs> why Alyssa I was... Milano's back. I was pissed when The Matrix came out and it wasn't really about Matrix. <laughs> I was so pissed. Which was also produced by Joel Silver. Yeah, of course. Imagine that. So... Schwarzenegger, you know, gets out. The army has just arrived, of course, after he's killed everybody, so there's nothing left for them to do. And Kirby, of course, wants Matrix to start up his group again. Right. And, did, and didn't you think we'd get a sequel? Absolutely. That's where I'm going with this. Because, like, you know, we said we know why Cobra wasn't a sequel. Right, because it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. But this, actually, we'll get into it, some of the notes in this. Basically, there, there was going to be a sequel. There was going to be a sequel. Yeah. They offered it to Schwarzenegger didn't want to do it. Because somewhere, somehow, somebody's got to pay. Someone's going to pay. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Unfortunately, they couldn't pay him enough <laughs> to come back. I guess. No, he wanted to do raw deal instead. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Is that true? No, but I mean, he, I, okay. that was after this. So, Raw Deal is one of the few Schwarzenegger movies that like I don't ever watch. Is that the one where he's mafia or something? Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's I pretty awful. It's it's not a good movie. But he had a hell of a run after that, though. You know, he did. Predator. Oh, it's it's nonstop after yeah. that. It's Running Man. Nonstop until we get the last action hero. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then that pretty much is the downward spiral. Yeah. So let's uh, let's run down of some background stuff on this movie. Um, there's a lot of stuff cut. They did like a director's cut with some different lines, and there's a part where uh, Arius, who is the bad guy, the uh, one of the bad guys, the main, the dictator, says like. Won't it be your dad's going to do this for me, and then won't it be nice to see me again? And she says, not nearly as nice as watching him smash your face in. And the director's cut, she says, not nearly as nice as watching him kick your ass. <laughs> I like the other one that you... I do too, but it's kind of like, it would have been funny to see her swear. Kick your ass. Your daddy's going to cooperate, isn't he? <laughs> won't that be nice? <laughs> won't that be nice? Yeah, tool shed scene is a lot longer, and there's lots more people getting killed, apparently. What did that one henchman say earlier in the movie, though? About something with a, a knife through warm butter? Yes, because it was like a... Slitting the, cutting the girl's throat is like putting a knife through warm butter. <laughs> Your henchmen talk tough. Yes. I laugh at them. 
If John was here, he'd laugh too. John would laugh at them. John. John. I'm John. Coming. I'm here, John. Do you like my tight outfit, John? Well, here, here's what you were looking at right here. This is this is the trivia to end all trivia, Joe, for you. In 1986, a sequel was written by Stephen D'Souza and revised by Frank Darabont with the eye to having John McTurian direct. All right. The script was based on the book Nothing Lasts Forever by Roderick Thorpe, but Schwarzenegger wasn't interested in reprising the role. The script was reworked, a new central character, eventually played by Bruce Willis. And that became Die Hard. And became Die Hard, indeed. The plot of the abandoned sequel would have had Matrix being hired by a big corporation to oversee their security to protect their executives from being kidnapped, to stop people breaking into the building and to make sure the computer is secure. So he sets it up and hires the most dangerous people to be guards in the building, and then lo and behold, he discovers that the people he's working for are legal arms dealers, and the big corpora- corporation is simply a front. The end of the movie would see Jenny and Cindy, who is now a lawyer, okay, whatever, okay. trapped in the building, and Matrix has to defeat all the people he hired, all the meanest, toughest guards, as well as security systems, the guard dogs, and everything. That's hilarious. Well, that makes sense now, because in Die Hard, obviously... Yeah. Um, Bruce Willis throws out that line. They have enough explosives to... Yeah. Fucking blow out Arnold Schwarzenegger or whatever the hell he As much about. as I wanted to see a Commando sequel, they made the right choice. Because, yeah, I mean... They did. That's interesting, but no. It doesn't really work for well, me. Well, yeah, I mean, well, the writer of this wrote Die Hard, the screenplay, right? Yeah. Stephen E. DeSouza. Um, but Stephen's um, story about Die Hard, about rewriting that script... Because I think, uh, you know, this all makes sense now because that was floating around there, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of pitched him that idea to rewrite it for a different film. Yeah. Right? And he was he got in a fight with his wife or something like this, the story goes. He's driving down the boulevard um, where Nakatomi Plaza is or whatever, whatever the real building is called. What, what is it called? Where they actually filmed the Die Hard I building. forgot. You should know this, Mr. Shit, Die Hard. I don't know this, but... Anyway, he's he's driving down the road. He's he's looking at this building or whatever, and like fucking a big cardboard box fell out of like the back of a truck or something like that. Yeah. And in that split second, he was like, "Holy fuck! What do I do? Do I swerve, crash my vehicle, or do I run right in and just smash into this thing?" Well, he he hits it dead on. Um, it's just an empty cardboard box, right? But then just in that split second, it was just one of those decisions where he's like, "Holy shit!" What would happen if, you know, like, terrorists broke in here and you're trapped in here all by yourself, you know? Yeah. Buying shoes and whatever. So it's interesting how stories get spawned. Absolutely. It's always something. Gigantic screenplay. It's always something like that. The uh, the yeah. cut on Schwarzenegger's forehead in the beginning of the movie? Yes. That was real. Really? Yeah. Because I was wondering, like, that looks really real. It was like a real cut. I don't know what they came from, but... It's pretty cool because actually you see it at the airport scene. He's got it's pretty noticeable. And earlier in the movie, he's got like blood there from it. So I, th- I think they must have like doctored it up. So wow, that was good. Yeah, the uh, country that the dictator ruled was called Velverde. That's what I mentioned. It's also mentioned in Predator and Die Hard Two. Yep. Yeah, Velverde. All right. It's a fake country. So that is hilarious. Yeah. Now this was directed so by Mark L. Lester, who really never did much. He did a lot of movies, but nothing big. Is what was other... his second biggest movie? <laughs> Showdown in Little Tokyo. There you are. Yeah. There you are. Um, did he do Rapid Fire? Did he? No. That, that was, was Dwight. Else. Dwight Little. That was Dwight Little. Okay. So let's go through casting for this movie. Do you know who the other casting choices were for this? Um, I do not. You'll never. You'll never get this. I. I don't even believe some of these. The original, the original casting choice was Gene Simmons. Really? <laughs> that's what I read. Gene Simmons. Whether or not that's true or not, I don't know, but I read that. That is fantastic. <laughs> he was the first choice. Second choice. You'll never get this one either. 
Nick Nolte. No. Yes. Really? Yeah. Nick Nolte, I guess I can understand a little more because this is a couple years after 48 hours. What they were planning to do is he was going to be like an old commando that was kind of out of shape. Okay. Which I guess you could understand a little more, but I think they went the right direction. Yeah, that would have been interesting. <laughs> exactly. Nick Nolte, commando. <laughs> it's like, we need to hire this drunk commando to come. <laughs> can, he, can he do a Nick Nolte at all? It just, what's that? Can he do a Nick Nolte? Cause, no, because every time the only line I can do with Nick Nolte invo- involves what he what he calls Eddie Murphy in the N word. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I can't say that one. Can't so. say that. No, I'm I'm terrible, at Nick Nolte. I'd have to have a Nick Nolte line to do it. You'd right. have a classic line. Fuck you, Reggie. That's pretty much it. You're you, yeah. He, yeah, that'd be that'd be awful. Let off some steam, Bennett. <laughs> it just doesn't work, you know. It just no. doesn't doesn't happen. Let's party. <laughs> I don't I, think that... That was not Nick Nolte. I don't know who that was. I eat green berets for breakfast. It says that... Uh, well, the screenwriter was actually... It says Jeff Jeff Loeb originally wrote the script with the intention of having Gene Simmons play Matrix. Oh, yeah. Gene Simmons, yeah. Yep. Who passed and later scripted it. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Ray Dong Chong shot a love scene that wasn't used. Thank I God. I have to see this. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> they had no chemistry at all. There's a line... There's a line in the movie... When they're flying the plane, yeah, right, and Bill Paxson's um, telling them, you know, you're in uncharted waters, right? Whatever, you you have to get out of this. What do they call it? The no fly zone. No no fly zone, right? Yeah. Um, he he tells Ray Dong Chong, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, John Matrix, tells her to go down. <laughs> but when you're watching the movie, it makes sense. Yes. But if you're just listening to that and you're in the other room, yeah. It sounds... Sexual? Very sexual. Yes. Because he's like, go down. <laughs> and she's like, well... Okay. I don't know if I can do it. Here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Uh, uh, the director wanted Raul Julia to play the role of Arius the Dictator. But Joel <laughs> Silver insisted on Dan Hedaya. The guy that... Nick Tortelli from Cheers. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Could you imagine... I, Raul Julia just seems like this is way below him. And Never mind, you know, he did Street Fighter, for Christ's sake. That was his last movie. I but know, but still. I know. Originally, oh. studio execs did not want Arnold Schwarzenegger to talk in this movie. That would have been really odd. <laughs> he says nothing. <laughs> he was talking like, mm, uh, uh. He could have been a very strong mute. Schwarzenegger made $1.5 million for this movie? $1.5 million. Yeah. Uh, Diamond Toymakers released a line of action figures in 1986. Which I... It's an attempt crazy. to cash in on the, the success of G.I. Joe. Have you ever seen these? No, never. It's funny that you don't, you've never seen them. because I've never seen them. So now I have to like literally go online and search for the yeah. uh, Commando Matrix. They're kind of up there with the over-the-top figures. Good Lord Almighty. But they, they like labeled it as Matrix now leads an elite special forces unit <laughs> called the C-Team. The C-Team. <laughs> the Commando Team. So there's the A-Team, the B-Team, and the C-Team. So I know they mean... Commando team, but doesn't C-team make it sound like they're very average? Let's bring in the average team. Exactly, and they're made up by these um, special force gentlemen. Name of, their, their names are Specs, Blaster, and Chopper. And they go against the forces of fear, right? And that's led by a dude called Psycho, who is, a, who is based on the character of Bennett. Um, and consisting of lead head, Stalker, and Sawbones. <laughs> This sounds horrible. This sounds as good as the um, the old cartoon for Rambo. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Rambo, the force of freedom. <laughs> Rambo. 
Jeez. <laughs> He's a real American well, That basically ripped off of that. I know, I'm kidding. I'm just making up some shit here. You know, the director Mark L. Lester called this film the quintessential 80s action film and the granddaddy of the genre. Usually when somebody says that, I'm like, yeah, he's just a blowhard. But, you know, he's kind of right. This is is kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like the 80s, you know, guns action movie. Kind of like Roadhouse is kind of like a quintessential 80s movie. It still holds up well. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has it labeled at 69%, which is great. Very good. Very good. Um, You know, I don't I mean, it was somewhat of a successful movie. Yeah, in nineteen eighty five. Yeah, what what did you what would you guess the body count in this movie is, Joe? Oh, I've heard some different numbers on that. Thirty two. No, no, it's got to be more than that because everybody blows up <laughs> on the island. Sorry, I'm gonna thirty two in the first thirty minutes. No, no. Is it one hundred fifty plus? Well, I've got one here. It says one hundred and nine, okay. one hundred and two killed by Schwarzenegger. But according to the Commando, let off the steam. I don't know if that's a book. Uh, let off some steam. The official number is Matrix kills 81 people. 81 people. Which sounds about right. I believe either of them, actually. I was way off with 32. Well, who knows? That's right. I I forgot until he gets to the island, then he just goes on a fucking tear. So how did this movie do at the box office, Joe? Um, It did well. Um, Budget was what? Budget was, they have it clocked in at 10 million, right? So Schwarzenegger got a tenth of the budget. Yeah, he did. Um, It's actually a lot of money for a a salary, because he was still pretty... He wasn't unknown, but he'd really just done short, um, sorry, Terminator and uh, Conan as big movies at that point. Right. So, one point five million is nothing to laugh at. Back no, then. it's not at all. I mean, it opened up number one at the box office. Um, came in a little over what, almost damn near eight million dollars. Yeah, and it came in first. But look at what number four was that week. Number four is Invasion USA. Oh, Chuck Norris. See that? I just wish I was seeing movies at the time. I could have seen Commando and then we Invasion USA movies at this time. Except that's when my parents took me to see Back to the Future and the Drive-In. How cool would that have been? A double feature of Commando and Invasion oh, USA. Fuck. I would love to go back in time and do that. Um, we're we're doing Invasion USA soon. That's classic. But for all we know, it would have been more of the double feature of. Commando, and then stay for Maxi. <laughs> <laughs> what is Plenty? Or Agnes of God. Agnes of God? What? I, I, I don't know. Plenty. What I is no Plenty? What Plenty. <laughs> I never kissed a spider woman. What's the last movie on there? What the hell is that? <laughs> Colonel Reddle. No idea. What the hell is Colonel Reddle? Anybody know that one? What was Dream Child? Never heard of that either. Remember Cocoon, though. The remember Journey that? of Natty Gann. That's a Cocoon. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf, the movie that has more schlong in it than any other movie. Yes. The, the end <laughs> sequence, right? The guy yeah. has his pecker hanging out as the credits are going up. People, if you know what we're talking about, look up Teen Wolf in the gymnasium scene at the end. There's a guy that apparently whips his penis out. How does that make the final cut? In the celebration. People, it's never been proven. It's like people... Oh, no, it's there. I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, It is there. We are going to watch it. We fucking pull it up right no, now. No, I've watched it. I've watched it. It I, is there. He it's... whips his shit out. And puts it quickly back People go to hand. go to our Facebook page and discuss this. I'm not convinced. Joe is convinced. I'm it, not. It's there. It looks like it. If you agree with me, please okay. chime in, throw your comments. It looks like it, but I'm not I, I'm not convinced. Okay. It is there. That's awesome. Yeah, so this movie made pretty Next good money. Next week we're doing Yentl. <laughs> Yentl. <laughs> we're doing a double feature with Colonel Reddle. Oh, right. And Maxie. Maxie. <laughs> Maxie uh, Glenn Close was in that. I know that. Okay. I've heard of that movie. Well, then I have to see it. No, you don't. <laughs> so 35 million bucks domestic worldwide was that the worldwide go- gross oh, 57 57 that's pretty pretty million. good that is pretty damn good yeah for 1985 and Arnold was off and running with this one 
and it finished that year. Let's see here. Um, where does Commando end up for 1985? Oh, it was the 25th highest grossing movie of 1985. Well, he's pretty exciting, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, we've probably bored people enough with all of our information on Commando. Let's let's give our review on it. What, what's what's your star rate on this one, Joe? Oh, it has to be one to top. five. It has to be at the top. You give it. You, you're giving it all. You're giving it a five. You're giving it all. Going all the way, baby. We, we, this is the first five. You, last last episode, you gave the first zero, and now you're giving and it, the first, it five. the first five. It okay. is a great movie. It is a fun movie. It it ages like wine. It's time to take it over the top. So I'm very happy to have our first five there. Myself, I'm only going with a four. I love Commando to death, but there are better Schwarzenegger movies. How dare you? Well, four is still an incredible review. I mean, it is. No, I'm kidding. No, four, I, five. The reason why I'm saying that, Joe, is as much as I love this movie, I can't put it on the level of Predator. It's it's super enjoyable, but Predator is in a class by itself. It's, you know? It's, no, I it's okay. I, I I respect the five, and I, I get it. I totally do. But I enjoy him both. We'll just bring Van Damme out since he was in Predator, anyways. That boy's got moved. He, he does. He does. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, I, the talk show that he went on a couple years ago and redid that dance? Is that right? Yes. Okay, Steven Seagal. No, he did. He went on a talk show and they, they played the music and he did the same dance. He actually stood up and did the yes. dance. And YouTube he still it. has the moves. Yeah, he still did it. YouTube it. You, you, you go, Van Damme. Well. You they go, play, They played the same music. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm going four. Joe's going five. But you can't go wrong with Commando. I mean, no. I'm assuming most people that listen to this have seen it and know how, how classic it is. It's just, it's awesome. And, and, and now, I mean, because we're older, I mean, you just have to go commando when you go commando. <laughs> in, in, indeed. All of Yeah. So, again, if you, you want to go to our Facebook page, we'd appreciate any feedback you can give us. It's at Man, Man, Man's Man Film Review. We're also on Twitter, Man's Man Film. And we're also, you can subscribe to us on iTunes now. We appreciate that. And if you give us a review, we'd really appreciate it. Especially if it's a good review. If you want to say we suck, you know, it's fine. But Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, we, we appreciate any, any you know, feedback. Future top fives, movies you want us to review, that kind of thing. So definitely. Get def- us out. Yeah, we definitely appreciate that. So we had, we did get a little bit of feedback. You know, a couple of weeks ago, Mel Gibson called into the show and gave us a, a, a nice voicemail. Uh, it wasn't very constructive feedback. But we're starting to get some more responses back. And this one, we got an even bigger star, which is even incredible. Who did we get? Leonardo DiCaprio. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. His publicist sent us something back and said, you know, Leo listened to the show and allowed us to ask one question. And we kind of pondered this, you know, I pondered it for a while. And I thought, well, you know, Leo, you listened to one episode. Would you listen to another episode? So he sent us back a message, and here's what he gave in response to that. Would Leo listen to another one after listening to the first one? Great. Why don't you just give me a bottle of scotch and a handgun to blow my fucking head off. Are we done?
Okay, so I, I don't think he enjoys the show. I don't think he liked the show very much either. So we're we're over two with celebrities. Son of a bitch. Yeah, what one of these weeks? I mean, we, actually not. Arnold called it. Arnold likes our show. Arnold likes our show. I mean, I don't know if he listened to our show, but he, I, he I participated. Don't I don't even know if he remembered who showed. I think Arnold likes us because he has you know, to. We, because we, he we, said the man's man. Yeah, we didn't even we didn't even play Mobile Strike, and he still talked to us. That's right. But we we now are going to play Mobile Strike for a couple of hours. Yes, I, yeah. it's it's already. I downloaded it while we were talking. I yeah. have it. I, I'm immediately going to play it right after the show. Yes. Well, now let's. And talk. everybody, all the viewers out there, yes, all 25 of you, this listeners. This episode has not been brought to you by Mobile Strike, but if Mobile Strike wants to hit us up, they seem to be advertising on everything else. <laughs> we, so we'll we'll take your we will money. We'll plug you all day long. We we totally will. We already did. We, yeah. Every show, Mobile Strike. So we've got a very exciting episode coming up next. We're going to do a little something different. Since this show is mostly about action, we are going to talk a little bit of horror, and I want to do some slashers. This is not a slasher, but we're going to do a little a special episode for our next one here. Joe, what, what are we going to... Well, here, we'll, we'll, well, we're going to we're going to do Jaws 3D, but we're going to do it live. Yes, we're going we're, to do a live track we are going to laugh at this movie talk about the movie as we are actually watching it and we're going to watch the 3d version this is the first time i've actually seen it in 3d joe saw it in the theater this is the first time i've seen it in 3d since the movie theater yes so this is going to be an awesome experience so let's let's give you let's give you a little bit do they give you the shitty 3d glasses in this yeah i have has survived millions of years of evolution it lives mindless eating machine that will attack and devour anything one terrified you like nothing you have ever experienced when it captured your imagination and tapped your fear like no movie before it what? then just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water two continued the legend and spread the fear oh, yeah. next summer nature's time to most leave, terrifying bro. creature takes on an all-new dimension in an all-new adventure. And for the first time, the terror of Jaws will not stop at the edge of the screen. Jaws 3D, the third dimension, is terror. Coming to a theater near you. Next summer. I'm so excited. Yes. I, I wish we could get Arnold to watch a movie with I us. do too. He recorded that for us earlier. I had to play it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just that line. Just that line. Because um, he knew what we were going to review next. Absolutely. Um, he's, I, I wish he's he in would the fly into Sock City and watch it, watch it with us. Um, but that, that probably isn't going to happen. He's going to fly it in his, sea, he's gonna fly in his little seaplane. <laughs> Because now I think he knows how to fly planes. You know? yeah, I think so too. Read on Chong. Take his, well. Drive his big Hummer into town. Was her was her name Cindy in the movie? Is yes. that her name? Okay, yes. Cindy. So she eventually became a lawyer. Good for her. I, I don't buy it. Way to go, Cindy. I'm glad that sequel didn't get made. Commando. But yeah, that's so we're going to do that kind of like a live track on that. So you'll kind of want to watch the movie with us. Otherwise, it probably won't be as exciting. But we'll try to make it as enjoyable as we can if you're not watching the movie. But yeah, if all goes please, well, maybe we'll do it again. Please suffer through Jaws 3D with us. Because <laughs> it is, it is going to be because suffering is, suffering is what it's going to be. We guarantee it. I guarantee it. Yes. I guarantee it. 
<laughs> oh my god. I don't know. Maybe Sean Connery will come out of retirement and watch that movie with us. That would be pretty awesome. Because wasn't it rumors back in the day that he was going to actually star in a Jaws movie? Jaws, yeah, Jaws 5 or whatever. <laughs> come on. With like a Michael Caine or something like that. You have to kill the shark. Yeah, there was something. You have to chum. Something, to something ridiculous like that. Yeah. So, anyways, that's all we've got for this week. I think we've went way over on this one, but it's Schwarzenegger and Commando, so we had to. We had to. It's it's all right. Um, but yeah, until next time, get your popcorn ready. So we're gonna watch some Jaws 3D. Take it easy, folks. We'll see you in a couple. Dum 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 dum. Is anybody still listening? A fucking man. I'm curious if anybody listens this far. <laughs>